Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Don't let the sod get you. The world turns. I just need a shower. I to say. I thought the world turns is pretty good. <laughs> You're going to Greece. But after that, I don't want to calm down. A sun come down. A Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> Guess who just got back today? It's acoustic. Sunderland. Do you know the words? Boys are back in town. Boys are back in town. Oh, the boys are back in town. Da 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 30 perishing has returned from our summer holidays. <laughs> it's September. It's back to school. How are you? How was your summer? Hope it was fun. I really like September. It's real back to school. It's basically January without the... the depression. Yeah, and the attention and the... Yeah, the sadness, the blues. It's like... Get your stationery. Where's your pen and pencil? Do you remember the fun of getting all your stuff? Oh, and like a freshly covered book. A new pencil case. Yeah, and you're like rocking into school with not Fresh a stain. Yeah, and like everyone's wondering about your new kilt and your new jumper and your new school bag. And you're like... Ugh. Oh my God, and you renew your new shoes and stuff. And then yeah. the new school bag. Yeah, and be like new squeaking ruler. down the corridor. New ruler. Oh, yeah. And like keyring for your locker. Yeah, and like freshly labeled things. Shit, and new pens. Mm. I'm not touching myself. <laughs> it was, you just felt so organized. And then like fast forward to like a month, two weeks in and you're, <laughs> everything's ruined. Oh, uh, yeah. One of the girls actually once in our uh, classroom, the classroom smells. And it was like we were like 50 or something. We were like, what is that? Like it's shank. And I wasn't sure <laughs> who it was. But um, it turned out their dog had peed all over their... Oh, God. All over their school bag. No. And she was so noble. And she was just like, guys, I have something to tell you. My dog peed all over my school bag. That's the smell. At least she owned it. So noble. I wouldn't have done it. Oh, and you're like, Fido the dog is pissed all over. Yeah, I wouldn't have done it. But it's such back to school energy. It really is. I love September. It's a good time to get organised. Because then it's like, it's only three months till Christmas. You can really like chug in. There's less, it's less daunting than sitting at the top of January looking down the barrel of another year. <laughs> January is honestly... Yeah. The pits. The pits. Whereas September, you've got your crisp white school shirt on. <laughs> with your collar off. With your collar off. New set of pearls. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not wear pearls? No. Highlighter ribbon in your hair. <laughs> Few buttons down, yeah. fake tan on. Mm-hmm. Ready to rock this year. Yes, queen. And you'd have like, then you'd mix it up and maybe have like an air text with your kilts. Oh. A low, a low knee sock. Yo, gosh. <laughs> and then if you were lucky enough to get a car and you're in sixth year, driving in, windows down, 
Daft Punk and my gaze high. Or like Kesha. Kesha. And then doing the roadie thing. Yeah, the one on. <laughs> and our school was so like not cool. And way too small for a loudspeaker. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and rocking in and parking near the teachers because there was like six, wasn't there kind of sixth year parking? They got rid of all those privileges oh. when we got oh, to sixth yeah. year. You guys had a lot. Yeah, and even then we didn't have much. It yeah. kind of diluted us years went on. We went to light a microwave. Okay, well that's just impoverished. No microwave or kettle. <laughs> no kettle. And bear in mind there was no canteen. Oh or like God. tuck shop. So you just, you know, you have to go get your lunch every day. The microwave. Oh, anyway. That actually gives me, um, sends shivers down my spine. I'm so glad I'm not school Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, welcome right. back. How was everyone's summer? We need to stop doing that. Yeah, what were mom? <laughs> um, we're so delighted you're back. We hope you had a great summer. We hope some of you fell in love. Summer of Love 2.0. It was. We hope some of you kicked some losers to the curb. Yes, yes. We ho- yeah, hopefully some of the horny energy of Dublin and London gave you guys some fun nights out. It certainly gave me some fun nights out. Mm-hmm. Yes, queen. Yeah. Um, and we're excited to be back. We're really excited. It feels really nice. Missed you. I missed you too. I liked the weeks off. Yeah. <laughs> Just as a break. It's nice to have a brain break and then to come back fresh. A recharge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Like, and with all the gallivanting as well recently that it would be like very hard to be like recording and editing. The scheduling. A, a potty, like poolside. That would have been. Oh, the glamour. Well, I was at one pool for three days. But you know what? We live. Well, you look very tanned. Sorry, thank you. It is so uneven, but... Um, no, it's not. Uh, I feel like, because it's a bit darker now in the September time, I feel like it's looking more tanned than if I was under a fluorescent. I don't think I am that tanned. I was walking earlier and it was a teeny bit... It wasn't cloudy. Mm. You look more tanned in that light. You do. It's just the dim lighting complements one's complexion. Totally. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm dying to hear all about your jadors and your... Te- your jadors and your tests. Likewise. Sorry, I left my tongue in the summer. <laughs> what do we want to kick off on? Uh, okay, my test is pretty ranty, so... Mine's ranty, but quick. Okay. Why do we start off on Jador as a positive note? Yeah, starting a high. Okay. You well, go. You okay. Go. So, on a previous episode before our summer hiatus, mm-hmm. I spoke about getting my nose waxed. Oh, yeah. And... It's a total new hobby of mine. I'd only done it once when I spoke about it on the pod. And mm. now there's no going back for me. Yeah. I did it again and I moved. Had I moved? I, Nose waxer. <laughs> had, I, had I moved before the oh, end yeah. of the last one? You have, yeah, yeah. I had moved. Yeah, because I saw the flat. Oh, yeah, you yeah. saw it. Um, so I didn't have a new establishment Bear in mind, a local nose waxer. I knew to. I'd find a new n- nose waxer girly, and there's a little shopping centre near me, and I put it in on Google Maps or something, and it was like in there, and there was no pricing, but it just said walk in, walked in, two nostrils. I had to wait about fifteen minutes, but that wouldn't normally happen. Yeah, the two nostrils. The lady doing it was as enthusiastic as I was. She was literally like, "Oh my god!" She pulled it out and she was like, "Oh my god!" The two of us were smiling at it, being like, oh. "Wow!" And she was like, "I love doing this." And I was like, "My sisters, yeah, totally got me onto this." And she was like, "The best is when the men come in. It's just so oh, much fun." Oh, there's so many men. I'd and I was like, "Yes, too. queen." And then I went up to pay a clean nose, and I went up to pay whistling. <laughs> I was basically making like. Mm. 
Is anyone ever playing? They were like, five pounds, please. Oh, for God's sake. For the two nostrils. 2.50 an oz. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I was like, you're basically paying me to do it. Because you're promoting it nonstop. I Not can't on stop. This anyone I tell it to is like, really? And I'm like, you haven't lived until you box your nose. Wow. And it's funny because actually, I didn't know you were going to say that. Remember I forwarded you a voice note from my mum and she had been totally oh, influenced. That voice note was two minutes of pure joy. I know, we'll put it in. I'll, I'll put in a gift. But she's, so, she's like the first time she's ever been influenced. And she was... <laughs> she was Go on. Yeah, she was getting, I don't know, her eyebrows done or something. And then they were talking about it and the woman was like, oh, I'll let her tell her yourself. I was getting my eyebrows tinted today. I then was chatting about my daughter's podcast and that they did a little on beauty and that nose waxing never had it before and the girls were very funny about it. And then she goes, would you like one now? And I said, what? A nose wax? And she said, sure, why not give it a go? So I did. So thanks to 30 flirty and perishing, one of your listeners, your mother, had her first nasal wax, as it's called, O'Clara. Now, right nostril was the first one. Uh, she didn't uh, let the um, n- um, wax harden enough. So it was a little bit sore, uh, more than a pinch, as she described it. So the uh, the other nostril, she let the wax harden much more and pulled it away. But you know what? It's a fantastic result. So she says, God, honey, she said, I do my boyfriends and my dads. My dad doesn't have to go Turkish barber anymore. So do you think we get Tom over for nose and nasal wax? So thank you, 30 flirty and perishing for my first nasal wax. Bye. I urge anyone who hasn't done it just to go and do it. Now that summer's over, treat yourself with some hair removal. Mm. Probably should have done it in the summer. But it is, there's nothing like it. (laughs) What's your jador? My jador is, I found that, this is the oldest trick in the book for holidays. But like to help with a come down of one holiday, just have another one lined up or book another one. Yeah. How do you get over something? Just get under something else. And I've really found that that has worked because I squished in all my summer holidays into like three weeks. Yeah. So I had like, well, sorry, I went home at the beginning of August. Then I went to France for a beautiful Matt and Emma's what would have been wedding. It was the most glorious cheese filled French dream. I still can't believe I was actually there. It was amazing. And then straight after that, we went to a festival and then now I'm going to Sicily. So my, the France festival combo that we did within 10 days, like literally was back to back, would have been made so much worse if I didn't have Sicily on the horizon. So oh. I have like 10 days here and then I go in a few days. Do you know what that and is? it's just great. I just, I'm bouncing from one holiday to the next. Oh, I'm really just, I'm, I'm so happy with that. If you did have the come down, mm. you would have had holiday affective disorder yeah i would have had had yeah yeah fair i'm hot i will have it at the end of sicily but at least going away in september you drag that arse out of the summer so like by the end of that i think i'll be you know i'm ready for autumn ready for those well the autumn leaves are already here because of the severe droughting and climate change but i will be <laughs> i'll be ready to you know find a knit and put that on and just it's just pl- having something in the horizon Next thing to look forward to. My heart just dropped when you said grab a net. I know, sorry. I know you're sad as bad. But it's just been a wonderful way, coping mechanism to coming back, coming off such a high of such a great It's the only way to do things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been... Is that a problem? Not you personally, because I got it really badly. When 
something's ending that you have to have something is that like a problem yeah it might be like an addiction to i don't know not holidays Fun. but i think it's just a good thing to have on the oh it's nice to have no, something on the horizon no other care Okay, yeah, so what is your big old rant of a test? My test is, I've seen it a good bit over the last good few months, and it's only that I got like a light bulb moment of being like, oh my God, this is chronic. Do you ever go on LinkedIn? Yeah. LinkedIn is the most enabling, hospitable, (laughs) welcoming environment for people to be absolute knobs. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm not joking. The stuff I read on there is deplorable. (laughs) It's like these really long stories about it's so self-indulgent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I understand people being like, oh, I'm happy to announce I've been promoted to X. I totally get that. Yeah, yeah. But these people do like long reads on stuff. Yeah, I've seen that. It's so toxic. <laughs> it's it's very... It's, I find it a bit over-professional. I never really read any of that stuff. I think that's completely unprofessional. I don't want to know about your personal life on LinkedIn. Yeah. Oh, it's personal. They talk well. about, like, personal shit and, like, Ugh. bringing it into the job. And it. I really oh, don't... No. It's toxic and it's self-indulgent. It needs to stop. Oh, God. Yeah. I said it to my friend. It's too. not a public journal. It feels like that. I said to my friend who's on LinkedIn a lot during the day for their job and they were like oh completely it's absolutely horrific and then these people underneath are like great job John like go get him Clint and you're like oh "Oh, gee it's awful it needs to be stopped but like who do they think is reading it like I think because LinkedIn seems to be used I know nothing because I I, I basically just use it as my online CV and I don't really look at anybody else's I'm saying but it's people seem to be using it more as like from a B2B point of view of like, oh, like, let's see what Dave is up to with his local or his like clients. I, I, don't, I don't need another platform. I think I also think, sorry, it used to be that people, I think for like our parents generation, I find they're a lot more private. Yeah. And a lot less like open or boastful about like what they've achieved. Most of the time, this is a generalization. It's not all of them. But I find, like, for our generation, mm. I just got a gold medal for going to the toilet. Like, it's kind of going into the snowflake generation. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And I'm just a bit like, I'll oh, put it away. Yeah. I got the promotion thing, I understand that. But Yeah, but on a very, like, basic level, not on a, like, here are your thoughts on the... Or, like, the when Brexit. I started out on this... <laughs> <laughs> this such and such 10 years ago did I ever think that I would be capable of being leader of the free world like it's yeah. so oh. it's that's what's going on it's, it seems very artificial and fake y- yeah mm, I don't want that no okay I'm not going on don't go on it's depressing okay well my rant is to do with I need to have a certain amount of zone out time during a day whether it's like on your commute or eating your dinner or lunch Clara time Clara time where I just want to it usually involves food eat and just not talk to anyone and just zone out be with yourself be with myself just have a mental break from the day so I'm ready to fight the next half and a few situations have happened to me recently where I have just not gotten that where either people don't understand personal space and like are 
following me around and trying to sit on my lap and eat from my plate <laughs> when it's my lunch God, break. My boyfriend make a sound. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, actually, Nick, if you're listening, that's actually, not on. Stop sitting in Clara's lap. No, no. The time with him I want to rant about is we were rushing to the... So we'd just come back from France. 12 hours later, we're on the way to the festival. It's 10 a.m. We're on a train. It was like, bitch, we have been up since seven packing. That's too early. Who made that call? Not me. So we had, pa- in fairness, we had to kind of get there for lunchtime because, you know, the festival day. It, it, it did make sense. So we're rushing. We've been up since seven packing because we were too tired to pack the night before. We, fought, we run, run, run all through the King's Cross, get on the train. It's an hour train. And we he had loved, very nicely bought breakfast for the train to eat. What did he get? Breakfast bath thing. It was really nice. But sitting, we just get on the train and I'm just like, after that for three hours of rushing and stressing and ticking off lists and catching trains, I just want to watch Netflix that I've downloaded and eat this breakfast. And I said that. What? 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 What happens? Chit chat. I'm like, I can't say this again. And it's really annoying my stupid headphones to pause all the time. As in you had to keep stopping. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just trying, I just need to eat this. I will engage in whatever you want. But I need to zone out for this five minutes while I shove this food down my gullet. Like, just leave me... To stuff your pile. To stuff my pile. In peace. And, like, I can't... So, like, there was no... I just... I needed to zone out. I was watching the shittiest Netflix thing. I just wanted a complete brain break where I could forget the rushing and the tiredness and the three-day hangover just so I could focus. Could that happen? No. I had to be like... I had to say, like, three times. Another time, you come to... You know when you have a really busy day in work... You want to come down, plonk on the couch, and then someone sitting on the couch, not Mick, use your imagination, and you just want to throw on the telly and just eat your dinner in peace. And like, I will chit chat all you want after that, but I just need that zone out time. Did it fucking happen in my arse? So I'm just really having a lack of zone out Clara time. I find, you know, the people that you're talking about that were on the couch. Yeah. It's usually they've had like a pretty mundane day. Talking to no one. And they're dying to chat. Yakking on. And it is the most infuriating thing. I actually remember on our J1, one of the girls did that. She got home from like a really long shift and she was in the living room with her dinner and she wanted to sit in the living room and watch something on her laptop. And one of the girls was like, oh, are you not talking? So she's like, I really just want to eat my dinner. And the other one just didn't understand it. Just when people are with a bowl of food and they're sitting on a couch, just walk away, walk into that room, blow them a kiss and piss off. However, if I was like, came in and someone was on the couch, I wouldn't have the patience to deal with them even talking to me. So I would just take my dinner into my room. Because I just yeah, can't yeah. even, I can't, I just, I'm like, I don't want to get angry. I've done that before and eaten at the desk in my bedroom and I'm angrily eating it then. Oh, of course you are. So, I, but then anyway, like I was, what I was doing last night, I was like trying to turn up the volume or with no hints were gotten. Anyway, but it was just, I just need... I'm having a real lack of zone out time at the moment and I'm at the end of my tether. I feel like just wearing like a big sign that says... You should spend a day at the weekend by yourself. Yeah, I think that I need that. And just like nothing. Just nothing. And I just play white noise in my ears. Just nothing planned. Like go and get your coffee. Go for an aimless walk. Yes, a shoestring one. And then see like a shop and go, oh, that actually looks nice to go in there. You need that by yourself. Yeah, I think I'm just a lack of alone time. Yeah, because yeah. you will eventually explode. And I'm probably at the wrong person. 
Oh, it's always but the wrong also person. like yeah, yeah, it is. But like also like it's just loads. It's like death by a thousand cuts. Like it's not one person. You're phrasing. Oh yeah, <laughs> phrasing. Like that. That's a Roman one. My that's friend a... Eva knows all those phrases. Yeah, and I don't know any of them. Yeah. Death by a thousand cuts. It's like the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, we should do an episode on sayings. We should. That's a really good idea. I actually had that ages ago and forgot about it. Write that down. Thank you, Clara. We're at the end of the summer here and I feel we like... need to stop talking about that. Sorry. Sorry. It's <laughs> a trigger word for so. Sorry, we need to keep your emotions high. So I feel like electric picnic is the closing ceremony for the S word. And... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is kind of like the la- the big last hurrah and it's the last chance to go to a festival or to, you know, enjoy what's left of the, well, what could be warm nights and dry nights or, you know, you're, the last hurrah of the summer fun. And it got us thinking about like, we both went to festivals this summer and it just got us, Sophie had this amazing brainwave of going like the evolutions of festivals, but not of festivals, of us as festival goers because I feel like the first time you go like in the early days when you're like 19 and 21 and blah blah blah, you obviously have way more stamina and the focus is somewhat different it's more about like your music style the people you go with that all changes what you want out of a festival because I think at that age you actually don't know what you want no, you're just like, like when in back in my day, it was like, Oxygen, yeah, so cool. Ugh. Dave Guetta, Coldplay, ugh. you know, it's like, yeah, it's, it was more, maybe more like mainstream. Whereas then I think maybe, and now with, there's actually like way more festivals to go to than there was like a bajillion years ago. But it's, and how we respond to certain challenges like bad weather and toilet situations. Our threshold. Our threshold has evolved and grown. While we need to be fed. Yes. Metaphorically. Mm-hmm. To thrive. Yeah. At a festival. What, what kind of music feeds our soul? What nourishing food fills our we, bellies? Who do we need near us? I know exactly, like, mm. what people I need near me. Yeah. Type yeah. of people, etc. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're going to break that down, and then we're going to talk about some of the ones we were at this summer, and then a few that we've been to before. Yeah. Which I think is a bar. <laughs> okay. The challenges. Main ones that come to mind. Mm-hmm. The toilets. Is that what I was thinking yeah. toilets. So, and I think it's it's almost in what they say about childbirth is that you never look back on a festival and go, you never remember the crap. You never remember like the heavy bags coming from the car. You never remember trying to put up your pop-up tent. Momentary pain. Momentary. And you never remember the toilets. But then when you're back there, you're like, oh my God, this is awful. Point of information. If anyone hasn't watched the Woodstock 99 I'm documentary. Dying to watch it, yeah. We watched it the other night. It sounded like carnage. And a lot of people left there because of the scent. Oh. If you watch it, you'll it's mind-blowing. Oh. It's like fire festival. But a festival. But worse. Oh my god. Cuz I thought it was about the 70s Woodstock one, but no, it's about when they tried to redo 99. it. And, they have all the live footage. There was open sewage. The Ooh. water had a brown tinge on it. One woman got, did she call it trash mouse or swamp mouse? I heard Which swamp. is from uh, unsanitary drinking water, basically, like drinking, you know. Sounds medieval. She had like ulcers and everything. 
I'd highly recommend the watch though. And like, and in saying that, like I've never come back from an outdoor event or a festival and gone, wow, do you know what? There was actually too many toilets. I don't know what kind of like health and safety things are set up that they think that the, oh, we only need 20 toilets per 2000 people. Like there's always a queue. They're not cleaned enough. I was at a festival just there and there was like a lot of long drops. Um, What's that? Or the people call them like poo shocks. So it's like, there was no, you know, like the porta potties. There was none of them. You step up onto a height and then it's like a normal toilet seat. But then there's like, say, maybe eight toilets one side and eight on the other. And then it just all goes into this like sawdust pit, which I know. Can you see their heads? No, you're all in like a wooden cabin, but you can hear a lot, but you don't see anything. But you're sitting down. But you're sitting down. So in... But it didn't smell because of the sawdust. And I thought it would be like... Oh my God, human waste is actually so sick. yeah. In Wilderness this year, they had female urinals. Sorry, I they had them at Shambhala as well. I went in and was like, what is this? Because I was just with boys at the time. And the girl was like, come on, let me show you. Everyone there was so nice. Yeah. And she showed me and okay. I was like, God, that is interesting. I won't be using it, but that's yeah. interesting. You can, your heads are above the... No, the, the ones I remember, like, you dunk below. The Wilderness ones, you could see everyone from their boobs up. But I see you're looking at each other, you're in the Correct. arm. Correct, you could just see a lot of heads. Did you not squat down like you're on a potty? They were all squatting down, but you could still see it. Oh, like, no, 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 Sorry, no, like, no. this is the most uncomfortable thing I've ever seen. No, no, no. I you need So the ones, sorry, just to describe what they are. They were called, but run by, the ones that we were on were um, run by a company called Pequel. <laughs> P-E-E-Quel. Oh, that's great branding. But, like, you you step, it's kind of like almost like, like this iron kind of scaffolding thing. And you step up, and then there's, like this kind of metal potty uh, that you squat over and then you pee into this like salts thing that makes stops the smell and like funnels down into the, some kind of antiseptic tank thing. What, what was annoying was it was pequel, but it is a step in the right direction, but it's not the full step because there was four or five pequel urinals and then next door there was like 20 male urinals and then you had the big poo shack and it was like, well... One that's a public poo queue that who would queue for a poo in the middle of oh my God, <laughs> in the middle of the the concourse of the festival? No, go back to the campsite like a normal person. But the 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 pequel urinals, there there wasn't enough, and like girls and boys pee the same. Arguably, girls pee more. Do you not think it was like let's test this out? Yeah, they should. They might have been testing it, and there to be fair, there was loads of pequels around the place. How is it was just very uneven. I have to say, anything I went to this summer, I didn't have to queue. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm even thinking about so anything. A special little <laughs> wristband. <laughs> I can't think of one thing I went to this summer that I had to queue. Well, it's well for some. I made a lot of uh, people friends in the queue for the urinals. Yeah, nothing I went to was that crowded. Oh, okay. And a few wristbands thrown in there. Mm-hmm. But it makes all the difference. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I think the you you do forget about um the old peeing situation. And my uh, closing statement on this is when you wake up at like dawn, a dewy dewy dawn, kind of like that wet is in the air. The sun hasn't risen, but it's bright, and you've got a fucking bowling ball of a bladder, and you don't know where the toilets are, and you're like, I'm too tired to move, but I know I'm awake because I need to pee. And you muster up the courage. But then you're also really thirsty. And you're like, what's going on here? 
I have something that will solve all your problems. And then you, 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 yeah, you eventually muster up the courage to go. Loads of guys just pee outside. Yeah, well, like, what? You, I can't do that in, like, a field full of tents. I'm telling you now, just buy an elevated admission. Yeah. They're right beside your, wherever you sleep then. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And they're true. clean. I wasn't traumatised by anything. Wow. I saw someone go in to one of those long drops barefoot. Not they must have been so fucked doing that. It was like lunchtime. Imagine they had like a cut on their foot. Like a woman. A girly. A girly. She was so fucked. I was like standing there. She looked like she was going camping. Ew. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, what are the other challenges? Clothing's also a difficult one. I think, actually in London, all the ones this summer, I think you were fairly secure in the fact that the weather was going to be good mm. so that was actually fine but something like electric picnic is like it's dicey or what i've heard about oxygen i never went to oxygen yeah yeah i i've only heard horror stories about people getting like swamp feet yeah someone told me they got swamp feet at oxygen years ago where like the welly it was raining and basically their feet were wet for four days oh. and when they came back it was like they had swamp feet like yeah what does that does that just mean really pruney like white prune. Oh goodness! <laughs> oh <laughs> god! They had to put their trotters in googling disinfectant, how... basically, to kill the swamp. Imagine how oh. cold and damp that is. Oh, yes, yeah, so swamp feet. Also, when it's really cold, it just ruins when it gets to a certain time. I know, and if it rains on top of that, like I remember we were in EP. This is like I don't know. I was twenty five, so like years ago, and. Everything was really good. Festival was amazing. But on the last night, a big kind of storm came in. And it was it was fine. Like, as in, it came in at like 11. So you kind of still had had your big festival. But like, we just went back to the tents early. And it wasn't as if you could even sit out. So people were just like, let's just get to sleep and get out of here. The storm hit. Oh my God, it was so bad. The roof of our tent, you know the way the tent's like double layered, was like blown, kept blowing away. And then some people we had seen had lost theirs completely. So we were like, kept trying to put it back down. We were basically trying to fall asleep into a puddle. My friend Jess was like, she was like getting the bus out. Once she heard the storm was coming, the complete genius child that she is was like, I'm just going to get a bus home. Like I'm leaving. There's no point. She's so clever. What a genius, right? So, and she didn't have a sleeping bag. So she, she had this um, blanket. It was from somewhere like 
Menard or like some fancy place and she was that was her like sleeping bag for the weekend and she was like literally did like a running against nature to like get to the train to get it home or the bus but she was carrying the the blanket in like her two arms like she was like clutching onto it and this guy shouts get your baby out of the rain <laughs> she was <laughs> she was like it's not a baby it's a black kitten why am I even bothering with you like <laughs> who are you <laughs> and then like also don't fucking mom shame me what if this was a baby if that was now you couldn't say that you could say but then it'd be like well I am actually trying to get my baby out of the rain I'm running <laughs> so funny I love that oh it was hilarious oh, so. I think that's weather is just like Honestly, it can make a break a weekend. Uh, yeah, and I think, like, now, speaking of, like, the evolution of festivals and, like, when you're 21, you uh, like I was, or 25 or whatever, you put up with sleeping in a puddle and it's just a story and you're resilient and you're great. I think if I was going into a festival, like, this weekend and I knew the weather was going to be bad, I don't know if I would actually go. Or I'd go for two days or something if I knew that the weather was going to be really bad. Yeah. <sighs> It's hard when you really want to go to something, but like, is it a bit ruined when you're all miserable? I think the key to this whole thing is to glamp. But all... a glamping won't save you from like but it, being at the main stage and getting lashed on. But you can get like ponchos and rain jackets. I'm talking about like sleeping, getting ready, waking yeah, up. Yeah, if yeah. you're dry doing those things, it takes away a lot of the problems. Yeah, yeah. You can shower in peace. There's no one lighting up your tents. Did you see people that all the tents at Reading Festival were on fire? Oh my god, that's disgusting. We went by it when we were on the way to um the big festival and they had they subsequently started lighting people's tents on fire. It was oh all over Daily Mail. And people were going around with syringes. So don't no, go to no, Reading no. Festival. Sounds awful. Weather in wilderness, however, yes. was. I know, yeah. So hot and sunny, it was delicious. <laughs> Yeah, we had, there was one, I was in Shambhala and that was arguably like a little bit too hot sometimes. A lot of people were too hot in wilderness too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was a bit like, oof. So there are like, it's obviously you'd prefer to be too hot. Like, why, so I'd saved these old pair of runners. Uh, that's to, why I saved runners. And they don't look like they've been at a festival at all. They've oh. probably even touched because everything was grass. Like loads of people were going around barefoot. Mine are filthy. But just to show as an example how dry the ground was, they were set telling people not to smoke in certain areas because the ground is so dry. Wow. It was like dirt. Or like yeah. when I hear about Coachella, I've never been to Coachella, but yeah. like the dust there sounds ridiculous. And Burning Man gets loads like sandstorms. Burning Man is something I would love to do, but like it sounds so terrifying. And do you know what? Apparently it's been like, I'd love to know, talk to someone who's been recently, but I read this article in the Sunday Times a few years ago and it was saying like pre-COVID, but it was saying that like, because it's so cool and hippie and blah, blah, blah it's actually ruined a lot now by the big like um, Palo Alto bros and all these big, really rich like tech people who come in on like private jets and helicopters and do like a day. Like apparently in the camping area, it's like it's, you're woken up by the sound of people leaving and pe- jets coming in and some come, going out. So it's kind of like been ruined by like the whole hippie aspect is gone. It's now almost like totally privatised. Because there's no money there. It's like a gimmick of itself now. You have to barter for everything. Yeah, yeah. But I think that there's that side of it. But now you have like the big rich people coming in and kind of Christ. edging out the OGs. I'd have to be with someone I felt outrageously safe with together. It looks like it's in the middle of nowhere. It looks like, um, what, what's that? Mad, Mad Max or... 
Yeah. What's that one with Charlize Theron and... It is Mad Max. Mad Max. It looks like that. It looks kind of wicked. I would like to go though, but just with very safe people. Yeah. So yeah, I think weather is something that I've definitely become more aware of and more um, intolerant of. Or there is like snow bombing, which is skiing, which I want to do. Oh yeah. Because then oh, that's my favorite part of skiing, apres. <laughs> it's basically an apres ski festival. Wow. Yeah. You know, I'm assuming you can ski during the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I think basically the festival is like your apres, if you will, is the festival. So you'll ski to the festival apres. Oh, Doesn't wow. that sound wicked? Clara and I and our three other sisters went on a ski trip. We did. Was it like three years ago? It was the 2020 of COVID. It was right before COVID. Oh, yeah. We just got it in before that. It's February before. Imagine the girlies went snow bombing. Oh, my God. Yeah. I and mean, there was an amazing outbreak. Remember base camp? There, like oh my we, God, we were those the, men. Those men. We were there like every day in a row. And then on the like second last day or the last day, we walked in and people cleared an area so we could sit down the and men, dance on the table. They tables. were like, please, girls, take the, take the table. You're going yeah. to have more fun than we are. <laughs> and we did. And we did. And... <laughs> We were like famous for dancing on the tables. It was a coyote ugly in ski year. Oh my god, I was just listening to something about coyote ugly earlier. Oh, sentimental garbage? Yeah, I don't, I listen, listen to everything. Yeah, it's great. Don't tell anyone. Um, another thing, food. Yes. Are you for it or against it? Oh, love it. <laughs> for. I'm just, I'm just joking. <laughs> There's really good food now at festivals. It is really, really good. It's like a foodie fest, oh. like as in... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's really difficult to get your truck into certain festivals. And that's because some of the prices are mental. Like we're it's like the, Ibiza. Yeah, like we're at this one place and they're in, they're on this kind of big, like almost like a paella, like skillet thing, like a big massive pan. They're like making this mac and cheese. It's like macaroni and they're melting the cheese into oh it. Oh my God, yummy. For a little bowl. Now you don't need more than this bowl. Like it's a lot. Like it, it it's just so dense because then you can get this truffle sauce over it. We had that the other Mother day. Mother Mayo. And for that little bo- dog bowl of slop, delicious. Oh my God, I had it every day. £11. I think though, buying food at a festival is like when you buy bits at the airport. It's like fake money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't you, even... You got your budget. <laughs> well, you just don't even... You can't do anything about the price. Yeah, monopoly, yeah. So I don't price. even think about it. Yeah, that's true. Because it will upset me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, have you had some of the pie, the pie ministry? Oh, I remember them. My first few festival years, it was like, and you get it and you cover it in mash and gravy. And peas. Yeah, so it would just slide down. No chewing, uh, like, required. During that storm of Land del Rey, we actually got pies on route back to the tent. Oh, nice. And then I ate the pies in the... Oh, a hot pie in the tent. Oh, my God. I'm honestly so alright thinking about that pie. Mm. Or recently, I've gotten awfully into gyros. Oh, gyros, yeah. gyros, whatever you want to call them. They're a Greek like wrap. It's like bread with it's like a salad, tzatziki. Tzatziki. <laughs> it's a pita or pita, and it's not opened. Like they don't cut into it, and they don't close it either. So it's like three quarters of the way folded, and then it's like lettuce, tomato, onion, spicy sauce. I get halloumi. Then they shove chips mm. into it. Oh, good God! Mm. I was looking for one of those at um. I can't remember. Got mac and cheese at the big festival mm. a few weeks ago. Delishy wishy. Or speaking of like a non-musical vibe, Taste. Yes. I've been to Taste a few times and they do like, whoa, their food. Obviously it's a food festival. It is so good. Mm. And they do different stuff all the time. Oh, shut up. 
I know. Just make me hungry. Sorry, let's move on from food. Mm. But yeah, I think like there's the festival pricing. Like it's obviously so inflated when you get in there because the vendors have to pay or whatever. It gets worse every year. Yeah, but then there's also like a Christmas aspect to things where like, you know, festival chairs like 10 pounds or 10 euro. And then like sleeping bags really expensive. But then like once September hits, it's all like everything's on sale. Oh. So your time to buy for next year. It's like buying a winter coat in the summer. Yeah. I went to buy the chairs, which P.S. don't get at any festival, like sleeping festival without one of those chairs. Yeah. And I went to buy it and they'd hiked up the price. Um, very irritating. Mm. Or like chargers. My portable charger didn't work, so I went to get one for a charger for two days. Yeah. It was 25 and then a £10 deposit. And then I went back on the third day and the, the shack had vanished. What? Where's your phone? No, it was in like a portable charger. So you rent the physical portable charger and then give it back. And they swap you out another one. Oh but they gosh. put £10 deposit on top of the charge for oh the charging. And then we went and the shack had gone. And it was wilderness, so everyone was really sweet. But I was just like, where's the shack gone? I want my £10 back. I did, but I actually have it now. I love it. That's so mad. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of inflation that goes on around and taking... Um taking advantage of people who need a phone or you wouldn't want to go to one on a budget no no they're so expensive yeah also though i think like talking about the evolution of what you want out of one like i think when we went when you start going when you're younger you obviously are doing it on a budget and you like bring your own drink and you'll bring your own snacks and blah blah and then the like it's so laborious obviously it's very thrifty but i like now when i go to festivals i like I just know that I'm in for an expensive weekend mm, and I yeah. just take it on the chin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. You know? I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, Clara and I are going to take you down a little hit list of what we've been doing this summer. Mm-hmm. Along with some ones that you may be able to tell me about or vice versa that I've never been to. Yeah. You've been to Oxygen. I have. Yeah, once. It was not, not a good time. It was for a first festival. I actually don't think, even when it came, when I came back, I was like, I don't know if I had a great time, but yeah. Yeah, I don't even really remember it. I remember getting kicked in the head when I was in my tent, like someone walking by and being like, oh God. Uh, no one really has a good thing of oxygen in their yeah, head, is what I've heard. But it was like the cool thing to go and do. And you're like, yeah, I'm having an amazing time. Um, was it scary? Yeah, I don't, I don't really, I, to be honest, I can't really, I remember like, the, it was like this big, there was a massive, I remember there was actually, this massive tent like it was like a like a square shaped tent and it was a pennies and you could go in and buy all your festival bits it was that was that was probably my highlight but no it was just like big tents big axe like it wasn't i don't even remember who i saw but i remember it was like a big college gang of went. there was a good axe at it as well yeah oh sure they got so many huge people they had like like daft punk and beyonce like you know bay like, yeah beyonce played, yeah i saw beyonce at that where was oxygen punches in punches in race course Oh. Um, and what about Slane? I've never been to Slane. I want to be go to Slane. The one thing I do regret, I hear a lot of people chat about uh, Robbie Williams at Slane. That apparently was like an epic. I'd Do love to have seen Robbie Williams in the height of Slane. Oh, I know. Uh, I still fancy him. Yeah, uh, Didn't Madonna do Slane? I think a lot of people have. And I think the setting is cool because the castle is like right there. Yeah, I really want to go to that. I'd love to do that. No, and my festival journey was more like we started doing all the forbidden fruits and that was kind of like the opening ceremony to the summer. And then me and my pals really discovered Body and Cell. 
I've never been to Bonnie and That was amazing. We went in like the second year. I heard that was the best time to go. Yeah, and it was like there was the main stage was was in the it, so it's in this castle and the and there's like walled gardens and like it was basically there was a, a, a kind of a main stage but then like most of the action happened within the walled gardens and then there was like a rave in the woods and there was like one field for camping like it was amazing and we, were, we used to do a dress up day on the Sunday and like one year we did weddings so we had like everyone dressed up like they were going to a wedding and then we had like a bishop to say the ceremony and we were giving people like Harry Bow rings and then we had Leo the divorce lion in case anyone regretted their decision so we like lined up like a walkway into the gar- like wall garden yeah and then we would people we'd like marry people like some people who were walking in pairs and then like I think one one time we like got this couple who were like we didn't notice that they were like fighting or something and they really didn't want to do it we were like this is just a joke and we ended up getting marrying them they're like oh and they were all snotty about it. And then Leo, the divorce, I was like, ran after them being like, don't worry, I can annul it. What festival banter. Yeah, it was really fun. And like, there were so many moments from Body and Soul because like M83 played, you know, with their Midnight City song, right in the height of their fame. You know, it's the theme song for Made in Chelsea. Okay. Dun, 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 you know it. And like they played and it was like just this like, all, when I think of that, all I think of is just this rainbow and everyone just being like, jumping up and down like you know your memories are just kind of like snapshots oh and my like, god totally and like Solange played one year and we got like right up to the front I like, touched her hand and I think what but, but the, the magic thing about Body and Soul was obviously it has its section of electric well not anymore but the magic of that festival was is like you would ri- rarely know people on the lineup you might know a few but you get it would catch people before they got really big so you got to be one of those wankers being like oh I saw them at Body and Soul last year or whatever like or it, it opens you up to this massive big discovery of artists that you never would have heard, but there was every you knew everything would be really good. Yeah, what was there one who's a caribou? Yes, that I, can't do without you, yeah. I heard caribou at Castle Palooza. Yeah. And that was a really small festival. It was yeah. so fun. And I heard Caribou there and I had never heard of them. Yeah. I think everyone else knew who they were. But I remember being like, oh, I love that song so much. Yeah, it's amazing. I love that. That was great. Yes, and we used, always used to have such a big gang of us going. And we did like a Prince theme one year. Then we did a gay wedding theme, obviously. And then we did... Uh, oh yeah, I can't remember them all. But it was... And it was great doing it on the Sunday because it was a real pick-me-up. You know, when it's hard to get like the crowds going and you're just like, okay, yeah, no, we all have our costumes. And then we do, it was, well, Longitude was kind of there, but I think Longitude's turned into like some kind of babysitter's club. Like it's, I think I did Longitude once. I think it's like Baby Wes in Marley Park. Like it's so young. And then EP, obviously, you've done loads of electric yeah. We did one um, when we were in New York called, is it called Mystery Land? But it's near Woods, where Woodstock was. Wow. And Kygo played. Oh, wow. And it was amazing. <laughs> it was so much fun. That was a really good one. This summer, I was dying to do Wilderness. Oh, yeah. I've been to it for a, few time, for a few years. It's such an amazing festival. It's so chilled. Everyone mm. there is so nice. Everyone who works there is so sweet and calm and nice. It's so mm. clean. Yeah. And it's not crowded. There's a lake. Lovely. It's it was so good. I would highly recommend. Wow! Yeah, loads of people. We had the best time. Much. Yeah, we had so much fun. Yeah, because I think there's so the only festival I did this year. I didn't even do day festival this year. Was this one Shambhala, which is like an hour. I, can't, I don't know how to say it. It's like Shambhala, Shambhala, whatever. I think it means utopia in 
yeah and it is it's like an hour from london and it's it was definitely the best festival i've been to in terms of like the organization and the the vibe of everyone going like it's imagine all the people that you see at festivals who are dressed up and take it like really seriously and like you know or like real festival goers and they all have a costume or whatever imagine them all distilled down into 10,000 people and like every single I felt so underdressed like everybody was just went 10 out of 10 the Saturday they had this they have a love parade and there's a theme and the theme was game on so there's all these people dressed up in like teams like doing the theme so there was loads of like Mario Kart groups of people there was football teams there was uh, a tarot card so each different person was dressed up as a different tarot card there was a couple and they were dressed up as snakes and ladders and they had ladders in their hair and like these big snake scarves these people have been planning that for months for months and like everyone's in like it's proper like stage makeup and stage costumes there was all these it's a huge group i don't know if either was a massive group actually or just it was a common theme but like loads of like rodeo disco assless chaps glitter cowboys oh my god were they phenomenal i was like following people right it was honestly like a human safari like looking at all these guys it was too much to take in it was so overwhelming it was utopia. it was utopia it was unbelievable and then they had this like the food was like this foodtopia and then there was a party in the woods there was like stages that were like a house party and you go in you knock on the front door and you go in and you're in like the living room and there's like a kitchen and everything and then you can go through the mouse door and you go scoop through the mouse door into like a little mini party and then there was like all this like folly arrows kind of stuff it was unbelievable it was really really cool and then on the saturday there was this secret so it's pretty hippy dippy and then the saturday the headliner was charlotte church haven't heard of her for like two decades she's such a bop and she's she didn't sing any of her own stuff she sang all covers that sounds even and she sounded like en vogue like what's it gonna be and like Beyonce, Destiny's Child, she mega mis- mixed System of a Down with the thong song, like my favourite party piece song ever, and finished on that. I was like, I've died. What? I'm gone to heaven. It was unbelievable. It was amazing. That sounds unreal. Yeah. So I wish yeah. I went to more festivals abroad. It's just the organisation is like yeah. different. Because like I went to the 2019 all together now and I was pissed on and stung by wasps and in constant queues because they built a festival for 10,000 people but invited 20,000. Well, that's good crack. Yeah, and that was... That honestly made me not want to go to festival for a long time. I was like, what is this farce? Being in a port with a fucking wasp in the rain. I've only... Oh, not a buzz. Not a buzz. I think the last Irish one I went to was like six years ago. I think I've only been to one of the way. Yeah. I, and that was my first time ever doing... Like the day ones... I loved... I went to some really good day ones this year. The day ones though, right, are like... And I think this is like mixed opinion, but I do believe it now because I wouldn't have thought it before. But like it's a hundred... It's between 80 and 100 pounds. Or like if it's forbidden fruit, like the tickets are what, 80 euro. And... The music isn't loud enough. There's always clashes and you never get to see everyone. And if you go in a big group, you just get lost. I think you've had a bad experience. Yeah. Or like you're always... the best ones this year here. Okay, yeah. I went to Field Day, All Points East, the big festival, Gabrielle played. Oh, yeah. And Stereophonics. And there was hay bales. Wow. Um, (laughs) Hay bales? Hay bales. Mighty Hoopla and... Oh yeah, okay, that's a good run. All those, and they were so good. 
Okay, yeah. I have it. I think we should do like a, a finish this with a top tip. Like, what's your top tip? But I would try a day festival again. I literally had it for the best time. I'm like, honestly, the worst spokesperson. Like, every time I talk about a day festival when your sister's present, she like won't listen to me because last year at Up Point East, me and a friend. <laughs> We had a very excited pre-drinks, shall we say. I'm sorry, I heard about that. And this. we were under the, <laughs> under the impression that like everything we were going to was just ending. So we thought the festival was ending. So we were like, we, were like, we, we should probably get ahead of these crowds because like getting a taxi, we have a nightmare. So we were running out, like high-fiving security, being like, we ahead of the crowd. And they were like, yeah, good one. And then went from like, here, look, let's get a nightcap. So we're having the nightcap and I get a text off your sister going, hey, where are you? Like, JMXX is about to start. And I was like, I'm so at home. And she's like, Clark's half eight. <laughs> Been there for like four hours. <laughs> so, yeah. That's so confusing. <laughs> That's so confusing. But yeah, that was... But you had a great time. You had a great time. I just missed half of it. Well, speaking of disclosure, we're on there at All Points East and then the next day everyone was like, oh my God, and then Sam Smith came on and I was like, what? <laughs> and they're like, and then Sam Smith came on and I was like, where? And they were like, yesterday. I completely missed Sam Smith. I don't know what I was doing because I was looking at them. Just looking in your own world. I think I was honest. chatting but like I had no idea Sam Smith was there. I'm raging. I was right there. I was there. <laughs> oh, okay. Top tips. My top tip for any festival or any day festival is to always go with a handful of people. I, d- I don't love going anywhere in massive groups. Yeah, yeah. Um, but go with a handful of people that you feel extremely, extremely safe and loved by. Oh, okay. That's all you need. Yeah. You're on the same buzz. No one's going to leave each other, go ahead of each other, stay behind. Like everyone sticks together. Mm-hmm. You usually have the same priorities. And if you have a solid base, yes. everything else will go well. Okay, I love that one. Yeah. Because even when you're in a big group, you can still scuttle off and have your like core people who you bounce yeah, around Yeah, you can be with. like, oh, we'll meet up with them in a bit. Yeah. But I think if you have a handful of like solid, solid... Yeah, the team, what are we doing? Yeah, and yeah. like don't leave them behind. That, yeah. that is what will... Guide you. Oh, it hurts my heart a bit. Okay, uh, all right, I've thought of one as you were um, deliciously speaking about your loved ones. Mine is going to be more from a lo- like a logistical point of view, and it's to do with uh, baggage. One A, but my one B is bigger. One A, get yourself a bun bag. Don't be dealing with no handbags. A bun bag. Bun bag, yeah. What am I saying? I thought you said bun bag. I was saying bun. Bum. <laughs> is it not bun bag? Bun bag, I don't know. Everyone calls it that other thing, which I'm not going to say it like. <laughs> the American one. Yeah. It's just so weird. I hate so when people funny. say it. They say it so normally and I'm like, oh, you give me the shivers. I agree. I won't say that. But I'll, I'll stand I always thought it was a bun bag, but maybe it is a bun bag. Bun, bun. Whatever. I think they are. The, I did that for the first time this year and it's just great. Because then how can you lose your phone when it's like physically strapped around your body? Everyone was wa- rocking a cross body bun bag this year. Oh, yeah, even more secure. Yeah, fashion forward, honey. Fashion. Now, my other one is, my friend Lisa Kay taught me this one years ago. And when you're doing your festival packing and you, you have like your three outfits for each day, you put everything you're wearing, pants, socks, top, jewellery, bra, into a plastic bag. And then you do the same for the Saturday, Sunday. And then you can put like your, your warmer pyjama gear 
layer gear in another bag. So then when you're ruffling through all your stuff and you're trying to get changed, you're really hungover, you're like, okay, I'll just pull this Sainsbury's bag and then that's what I'm wearing today. So you're not rummaging through and unloading all your bags. That is so organised. It takes a bit of organising, but it actually like, you know, and everything's ruffled up together and then you're taking out, and if it's bad weather, you're leaking your tent, your shit gets wet. So you've an added layer of protection. Cara, get the VIP! Yeah. <laughs> For God's sake, you've been through enough trauma. Just get the the tent, the yours. You she sound like you've been swamp living for five years. <laughs> You're 45 years in the swamp. But get out of there. Oh my God. I apologize for you. <laughs> I kept saying I and you were like, yeah, yeah, shut up. So you got it. with the gen pop, what can I say? Oh my God. When you were like, all your shit gets knocked around. And you have so much room in the years. <laughs> Treat yourself. Stop slumming it. Treat yourself. There was like a lantern in one of the earths. And a Gee, mirror. Whoa. Oh my And they God. delivered a black bag every morning for you to put your rubbish in. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. The lap of lugs. <gasps> Thank you so much for joining us on our first episode back. We're buzzing to be back. Mm, yes, indeed. It was a very like nostalgic walk through walk through uto- festival utopia. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone has any festival recommendations, please send them our way. Because or, f- I... or funny stories, actually. Yeah. Funny festival stories. I love some of them. Yeah, I love Areco and. You can send them to us on Instagram at self underscore lions or at Classy Cabana. And thanks for for joining us back. Yeah, we're great to be back. Great to be here. Hopefully you missed us. If you didn't, I don't really know what to tell you. Yeah. And keep on being sexy. (laughs) And we'll talk to you next week where we have a very interesting topic. Mm, And get yourself a yurt. And get yourself a VIP badge. Like, why you wouldn't, I don't know. Come on. We're all it. We're all in your living. I like a slum. <laughs> You're like there's a swamp in your tent. And <laughs> there's mud and it's a crocodile. <laughs> and you're like, ooh, no, no. And then you're like, oh, nice, the crocodile. Yeah, and there's a snake. <laughs> snake has rabies in. And then you go see some music and, and come back. Like, and then I'm soaking with like watching Bruce Springsteen, but I'm soaking and there's a snake in my boots. Oh my god. I mean, not so we like floats by in this cloud of glitter. Literally. There's no slumming it. I'm telling you, it's beautiful. It makes everything so much better. Yeah, I think it yeah, And you don't want to be like, you know, when you're in a tent, you're like, get me out of the tent when you <laughs> yeah. finish getting dressed. You don't do that. Oh, you don't have that like steam box? No. Or have to get ready with the window open and the no. door open? No. Um. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.